Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you ace your exams at school and university through the psychology of high performance and the science of studying smarter, not harder. It's my pleasure to introduce your host, the Cambridge-trained memory psychologist and exam success coach, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Expert podcast. We're coming towards the end of the academic year for many listeners, depending on where you are in the world and what courses you're working on. Uh, But I wanted to have a bit of fun today and offer you a set of study hacks, life hacks for students and learners covering productivity, memory and exam taking. According to Wikipedia, a life hack is any trick, shortcut or novelty method that increases productivity and efficiency. We're going to be increasing your productivity and efficiency today when it comes to studying and taking exams. Study hacks are kind of the icing on the cake, in my view. These aren't the kind of the big core ideas that will form the fundamentals, the foundations of your study strategy. They're more the little tricks, the clever little tricks you can implement pretty much instantly on the top of uh, all the good core stuff uh, that are just going to help make your life that bit easier. I've tried to avoid too much overlap with a couple of previous episodes uh, on 50 favourite study tips and 22 test-taking tips, which uh, covered more of that kind of core foundational material. So I'd recommend checking out those episodes in addition to this one if you haven't already done so and you're looking for more general advice on your study strategy. So without further ado, let's get right into today's study hacks, those little tricks, shortcuts or novelty methods that are going to help you get your stuff done uh, faster and easier. Uh, And hopefully there'll be a few in here that make you go, oh, that's a genius idea, because that's what I'm aiming for. All right, let's start with a section on the first section of three, which is on productivity and study routine hacks. So number one is, are you struggling to drag yourself out of bed in the morning? Certainly something that I struggled with an awful lot uh, at university. Uh, Top tip here would be put the alarm clock across the room so that you physically have to get up and out of bed in order to turn it off. And even better, to strategically position your kettle and all the things you need to make a mug of coffee right beside that alarm. So that when you flip the alarm off, you flip the kettle on and then you're well on your way to being awake and de-zombified for the day. Hack number two. In fact, if you want to achieve anything in the morning, leave it out ready the night before. If you want to start the day with a run, leave out your running clothes to slip right into. Want to start the day with a bit of meditation on an app like Headspace? Then leave your phone and headphones on a chair ready to go. Want to study? Leave your books open at the right page. You'll be amazed how this little bit of intention setting the night before helps your morning success rate shoot up at whatever it is you're intending to do. Hack number three, start the day by eating the frog. Pick your most difficult task and cross it off before doing anything else. That gives you a really nice feeling of achievement and the momentum to carry you through the rest of the day. See our episode back in January 2021 with productivity legend Brian Tracy for more on eating the frog. Hack number four, 
Another neat motivational trick I wanted to share is temptation bundling. So the idea here is that you combine a task you don't want to do with one that you do want to do. If you hate going to the gym but are addicted to that new true crime podcast, then now the only time you're allowed to indulge in your guilty podcast pleasure is when you're working out. Another example, if you love the new milkshakes they do at your local coffee shop and you know that you need to start writing up that research project, then from now on, set yourself the rule that you are only allowed one of those milkshakes if you bring your research notes and start organising them and writing them up while you're enjoying your shake. Combining the thing you do want to do with the thing you don't. Hack number five Some people find that studying in the presence of others is a really powerful motivator. We're social animals, we like to fit in. But it's not always possible or practical to get to a library or a study room. And that's particularly been the case in the last year or two, what with the the pandemic and all. So hack here is to try heading to YouTube and searching for a study with me video. It's like having someone there to study with on tap. Just don't fall into the rabbit hole of watching all the recommended videos that aren't related to studying while you're on YouTube. Hack number six, while we're talking of keeping those online distractions at bay, there are all kinds of apps and browser extensions that will help block distracting sites if you need to. Maybe we'll talk about those another day. But for now, the hack I wanted to share is a little trick I came up with to help some of my more distraction-prone coaching clients, which is to change all of your passwords on whatever sites are your Achilles heel when it comes to distractions, uh, YouTube, Netflix, whatever, uh, social media, and use uh, uh, and and use and use a cheat uh, to write down those passwords left somewhere else in the house so you change the passwords to something you can't remember write them down leave them on a sheet somewhere else in the house uh, ideally so that you have to walk past a potentially judgmental set of eyes of from family or flatmates every time you need to go and retrieve that list of passwords massive disincentive to uh, indulging in whatever distraction is tempting you in that moment. Hack number seven, if you can afford to, buy quality study stationery. It's not that much more of an investment of money in the grand scheme of things, and every study session will be that much more enjoyable, with a pen that's comfortable to hold and write smoothly, and paper that's thick enough to write on both sides of without the ink all bleeding through from the other side. It's the little touches sometimes that just make all the difference between uh, you know feeling satisfied in the work you're doing or not. Hack number eight. If you need to remember, say, a course timetable, or maybe you've got some other key resource, like a periodic table for chemists that you're constantly having to look up, why not set it as your wallpaper on your phone and or the background on your laptop? Save yourself a few moments, multiple times a day, looking the thing up for the umpteenth time. And finally, in productivity, hack number nine, if you're trying to solidify a daily routine, perhaps a morning routine or an evening routine, uh, one interesting hack I came across the other day involves making yourself a custom clock. Buy yourself a cheap clock with a plastic face and pick up a permanent marker. Use the marker to mark up segments of the clock depending on what you're intending to do in given hours of the day. For example, for your evening routine, if you get home at 4pm and then you want to start 
your evening with an hour of exam preparation, then work out for an hour, take an hour or two for dinner and an evening break, then between eight and nine, work on your essays or assignments, then divide up that clock face accordingly. Shade in the relevant segments and write in what you're supposed to do in each segment, actually on the clock face with the permanent marker. Now, clearly, this is only going to work well if you have a pretty similar routine every day. And I'd certainly suggest testing the routine for a week or two to make sure it's the right one before irreversibly marking up your clock face. All right. So the next section, the second of three sections, is all about hacking your memory. Now, we love talking about efficient efficient ways to learn and remember on the show. Uh, again, the hacks that follow here are more kind of little tricks and shortcuts, the kind of icing on the cake that you could add in really quickly. Uh, I'm not going to be talking too much today about the kind of core essentials of what you really want to know uh, to be about the fundamentals of efficient learning strategies. If you do want more on the fundamentals, I would recommend the episode we did in February 2021 on the science of learning, six strategies to maximise memory and save you time, which featured learning scientist Dr. Jana Weinstein. I feel duty bound just in case this is the only episode of the show you ever listen to. Uh, The most important things to know about learning effectively are to use retrieval practice as much as possible. That means spending more time testing yourself, pulling information out of memory in some way, and combine that with spaced learning, i.e. testing yourself on different days, spacing it out at intervals over time. You can download a really good cheat sheet I put together that explains these two principles uh, really well, really clearly at examstudyexpert.com forward slash free tips. And again, I put that link for you in the show notes, uh, examstudyexpert.com forward slash free tips. Okay, so on to the hacks I've got for you on memory and learning. The first one I've got is based on the principle of context-dependent recall. Simply put, this means that we are more likely to be able to remember stuff if you learn it in a similar environment to the environment that you recall it in. So if you're going to be sitting in an exam hall when you're tested, then the closer you can replicate an exam hall-like environment during at least some of your learning, the more likely you'll get a small boost to your memory on the day when it matters. Some of the ways you could do this include looking for a kind of study study uh, room that is quiet and has lots of other people working in it, so it feels a bit like an exam hall, or possibly uh, using something like the Sounds of the Bodleian uh, website to replicate some of the kind of soundscape of what an exam hall might sound like uh, in your ears. Hack number 11. If if you're writing notes digitally, uh, whether that's kind of flashcards or or some kind of notes, there is evidence that a slightly harder to read font might actually be better for your memory because it forces, perhaps because it forces your eyes to kind of really take in the words rather than just sort of skimming through and not really absorbing the information. So you could try something like Garamond instead of Arial or Times New Roman. Just don't go too far with this principle. Uh, The font still needs to be readable. So leave windings out of this one. Uh, Hack number 12. Flashcards are a fabulous way to do retrieval practice, whether you're doing them digitally through some kind of uh, flashcard tool or whether you're doing them old school on on paper, uh, as I do. Um, If you need to practice remembering anything complicated, 
in your flashcards, like a list of four or five or more items, or perhaps a complex equation. Great hack is not to recall it all in your head, but to write it down instead. Massively help you in training yourself to be able to recall the whole thing. It's much easier to write out a a long, complicated thing than kind of try and do it all in your head. Hack number 13 is another flashcard related hack. If your flashcard has a list of items on the back, um, you know, maybe you need to remember four factors or five factors or seven steps in a process, then put the number of items in that list on the front. That way, you always know how many things you're aiming to remember in your retrieval practice. Hack number 14. Take advantage of the primacy effect, which says that things that you study early on in a session are more likely to be remembered, perhaps because that's when you're at your freshest and most alert. So if you've got a choice of what order to tackle things in, maybe start with the hardest little bits uh, so you can take advantage of the primacy, primacy effect. And maybe if you're working through lists of vocabulary or whatever, don't always start with item number one and work through to the end, because it's likely that due to the primacy effect, you might end up knowing the start of the list better than everything else. Maybe start sometimes at the end and work back to the front or perhaps start somewhere in the middle. Hack number 14 uses another little uh, memory principle called the von Restorff effect, uh, otherwise known as the sore thumb effect, which simply put means that you're more likely to remember things when they're unusual and stick out. So I like to break up the pattern of predictable study notes or flashcards from time to time, just once in a blue moon, especially on topics that could be a little dry by adding a kind of zany phrase or a little joke, uh, even if it's kind of completely unrelated to the material, just a little something to make you smile uh, and to kind of perk perk your attention up a little bit again. If nothing else, it'll make the process feel a bit more fun and a bit less dry. Uh, hack number 16 uh, final one in memory and learning is simple get a good night's sleep it'll help you consolidate what you were learning during that day and it will also help you tomorrow because you'll be more awake and more energized The final section of hacks is all about hacking your exams. This is a fun one for me because it's all about making exams feel more pleasant and just maybe picking up a few extra marks for you. A couple of these uh, hacks relate to exams that are taken in a traditional kind of exam hall type setting. And I know some of you listening will still be on kind of alternative arrangements due to COVID where you're taking exams at home or over the computer where a couple of these might apply slightly less. If that's you, don't worry, I've included a bonus tip, uh, a bonus hack for you that's specially for exams taken at home. So hack number 17, you can train your memory to be cued or triggered by familiar things. So think through all the items you will have in the exam legitimately, I'm not talking about bringing in cheap materials, all the items you will actually have access to in the exam that could legitimately act as memory cues. For example, if you need to remember certain key formulas, perhaps you could practice writing them on the cover of the exam paper if it's always laid out the same. You'll always have access to the cover of the exam paper, you know, with sort of the title of the exam and all the uh, rubric and so forth. Um, If that's always the same, then some features of the cover of the exam paper, you could train yourself that those cue your memory of those kind of key formulas you want to remember if you always put them in the same place on the cover. I've even known some students use the contents of their pencil case as memory cues, for example, having a set of coloured pens that they can arrange in a certain order to help them remember information. That's neat. Hack number 18. 
We both know that time in the exam is precious. In some exams, it's acceptable practice to name all the sheets you might be using while you're waiting for the exam to start. Definitely take advantage of this if you can, because it might just save you a few precious moments towards the end of the paper, or perhaps spare you the embarrassment of holding everyone else up after the exam finishes, because the examiner is waiting for you to finish naming all your sheets to collect your exam script in. Hack number 19. Leave appropriate space for extra thoughts. You'll, you'll, you you know the feeling when you've thought of an extra thing you want to add or you've just remembered, you recalled something wrong and you need to change it. Uh, it can be quite hard to do that neatly if you filled the page with text, filled every page of your essays with, with text. Um, so here's, here's a couple of solutions to this. Start each essay on a new page. So there's always a good amount of room at the end of an essay to add neat numbered endnotes. Uh, and or consider leaving a few lines at the bottom of every single page for clear numbered footnotes or asterisks. And if it's highly likely that you might want to edit or change things, then I'd suggest writing with double line spacing. For example, when you're doing translation exercises or writing in a foreign language. Hack number 20. Wear a watch to the exam and make sure it's synced up with the exam hall clock when you enter couple of reasons for this. One, it guards against the main clock being hard to see, especially if it's far away and your vision isn't perfect. And it also gives you the choice whether to use an analogue clock face or a digital clock face. It's another one of these small little things that can make a surprising difference. But many people I've talked to, myself included, find an analogue watch face or clock face kind of weirdly easy to interpret, perhaps because there are kind of more instantly available graphical clues to the progression of time. Uh, You know, you can see instantly at a glance kind of how far the big hand has moved around the circle, what proportion of the circle that specific hour you've you've worked through. Um, So it just takes you that fractionally less uh, effort and time to interpret how far through that portion of the exam you are. A lot of examples will use digital clocks because they're easier to make large and visible. So perhaps if you prefer analogue like me, you could bring in your own watch face and take advantage of that accordingly. And finally, hack number 21, not counting a bonus hack that's coming up in a second, but uh, hack number 21, if it's a hot day, uh, bring in a bottle of water from the fridge that you kept in the fridge overnight the previous day. So it's nice and cool. And if it's really sweltering, then try the 50% iced hack where you place a half full bottle of water on its side in the freezer overnight. In the morning, top up that other half of the the bottle with water from the tap. That means you've got a bottle that when it stands up vertically, is uh, when you stand it up vertically, the normal way, uh, it's divided down the middle. Half of it is nicely chilled liquid water and the other half is iced water that will gradually melt uh, through the day. So that means you can start drinking the ice cool half of the water right away and the frozen half will gradually melt keeping the whole thing cool for hours to come. Perfect. And the bonus tip I promised, uh, particularly if you're taking exams digitally at home, whether that's due to COVID arrangements or otherwise, thinking about your environment, hack your environment. Now, your examiners don't want you putting cheat sheets or notes up on the walls or around your space. And I certainly wouldn't uh, advocate or encourage that. But otherwise, 
you're at liberty to kind of design your environment as you want for maximum comfort and good vibes. In an exam hall, the clothes you wear and the bottle of water you might bring in is kind of pretty much the only additions you can make to enrich your environment. At home, you've got much more liberty. Perhaps you want to add some real plants or pop a motivational quote on the wall or an inspiring or calming photo or artwork. Think about lighting the space well, maybe even burn a candle or two, depending on the vibe you're going for. The thing is to make your space your own, make yourself feel at home in that space and just give yourself the best uh, space possible for doing that exam in. And that wraps up the hacks I have for you today. Uh, And I should just mention that if that last section has whetted your appetite uh, for more ways to score marks in exams, we've barely scratched the surface of what's possible when you start to think about your exam technique, uh, all the little things you can do to maximise your performance in exams, no matter how much uh, studying you've done in preparation. I've literally written the book on exam technique, uh, and it's now available in paperback shipping worldwide. It's called Outsmart Your Exams, and you'll find it in your local Amazon store, wherever you are in the world, or you can use the link in the show notes to be taken right to it. That's Outsmart Your Exams. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. If you, I know a lot of you have already picked up a copy, uh, and uh, I've had some great feedback. So uh, thank, thanks ever so much if you've already uh, enjoyed it. And I, I hope it has indeed helped you outsmart your exams. And with that, for everyone, I just wanted to thank you so much for listening today. It's been such a pleasure, as always, to have your company. Uh, re- study smart, have fun, and wishing you every success in your exams. Just before you go... Did you know you can hire William as your very own coach and mentor to show you the stress-free way to ace your exams by studying smarter, not harder? Find out how at examstudyexpert.com slash coaching.